0: From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up with Beck and Franklin is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they've always dreamed of. Why live in black and white when you can choose the brilliance of 3D and Technicolor? Each week, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin and their high-powered guests will be here to cheer you on, to share their challenges, their successes, and what they've learned along the way.
3: Well, hello, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and we have a great show today about balance. And before you turn down the dial and say, oh, I've heard everything before about balance, what a triton... Tried overdone topic, I want you to listen to today's show because it's a new take on the discussion of balance. We're going to talk about internal balance, and I'd like to introduce to you my wonderful co-host, Linda Franklin. And Linda, we saw something amazing this week um, with the Golden Globes. Why don't you share with the audience who might not have seen that clip?
4: I I think everybody in America has <laughs> seen that clip because it has just been all over the news since Jodie Foster accepted her uh, Cecil B. DeMille Award uh, on Sunday night at the Golden Globes. Now, I mean, she she was honored for her – I mean, she's 50 years old now, and she was honored for her 47 years in showbiz. So that's pretty remarkable just there.
0: Yeah, um and is-
4: it. And it was an interesting, it was an interesting speech. And when I first heard it, it didn't make a lot of sense to me because it was there was a lot of rambling. In fact, it sounded like she had maybe <laughs> one, too, one drink too many. But now that they've analyzed it and sliced it and diced it, um, it's you know it's making more sense to me. You heard it right.
3: I did, I did. And, you know, it was seven and a half minutes, something like that, seven and a half minutes long. You know, that's a really long time, um, you know, if you're not thanking, you know, a laundry list of people. And, right. Um, I, you know, I, I too, I was, struck by, I was struck by the sheer amount of knowledge and experience and life and, you know, everything that she seemed to roll into that, which is so unlike her.
4: Yeah, no, she, I mean, she's always been a very private person. I mean, she's a very smart, on, on, on top of being a great actress. Uh, I think when she graduated from Yale, I mean, she's a, she's a smart lady, and she's also always been, um, not making her life, you know, uh, open to the public. She's been very private. And I think this speech was meant for her to tell her, to the the public that she was gay, although she did not really come out and say it in so many words, but it was certainly intimated. But I think people knew that all along, so I don't think there was any surprises there.
3: No, no, that wasn't a shocker at all. Um, What was shocking about it to me was the amount of personal details that she shared, um, you know, through what she was talking about, and that... That, to me, was a little bit off-putting because I'm so used to her harping about, like, you know, I want my privacy, my privacy, my privacy, you know, and then she's openly talking about the reality of her life.
4: Yeah, well, the people that didn't like the speech sort of brought that uh, up, too, that, you know, for a person that's so private, what the hell is she doing up there, you know, spilling her guts uh, at this point? So, I mean, only she knows that, but I think the majority of of uh, people really uh were touched by her speech i mean they panned out to the audience of all these actors and actresses and and i mean they were crying you could see, see the tears running down their, their faces
3: well, yeah, there was a lot of emotion to what she was saying. You know, whether, like, the first time I saw it, I, I had a hard time following. You know, it seemed to, to kind of go all over the map. And, you know, it made me think about, like, you know, what was going on in her life or what what has changed in her life, you know, to help her stand up at a Lifetime Achievement Award. You know, maybe it's just the whole emotion overcoming her, but I don't I don't see that. I just thought it was interesting because she's usually such an even keel, you know, controlled person. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just wondering, you know, there was so much. I mean, she mentioned what I thought was her mother. Is that
4: yeah. correct? Yeah, she mentioned her mother at the end of the speech, her 84-year-old mother who apparently has Alzheimer's, because she said, I know uh, beneath those beautiful blue eyes she's in there somewhere, so that certainly intimates that she has Alzheimer's and was always a big champion of Jody's career. Um, I think she talked about um, her life partner, or, you know, that she's been with, this woman that she's been with for the last 20 years, she, you know, her, and they kept panning out to her two boys in the, that were in the audience. Um, you know, it, I've never seen a speech that's been, again, so, so um, dissected as this one was, and maybe it was because you say because she's never really done anything like that before. She's always been so private, and this was just so much coming out in seven minutes
3: seven minutes, absolutely. Well, and you know what I thought was interesting, too, you know, in reading the media, you know, this is what I want to talk about today, you know, with respect to balance is, you know, there was a lot of press coverage about people applauding, you know, Jody for talking openly about the reality of her life, you know, and sharing, you know, these things that some people may or may not like, support, agree with, whatever, um, and I thought that was really amazing in 2013, you know, kind of with social media, with the internet, with all these things that we would applaud someone, you know, for being open and honest, and in fact, she said something about that herself, she said, you know, it feels really great to be real and honest about herself, and all I could think of is she is a woman who plays other roles for a living. I mean, as women, we all play other roles um, in our lives. We play the role of, you know, business owner, company, employee, um, owner, mother, sister, friend, lover, you know, all these different roles that we have. And I thought that was interesting about the relationship of reality. And, and Linda, can you tell me a little bit about the roles in your life and, you know, which is the real you? Because you are many facets.
4: Well, I think it's all the real me. Uh, And I think as women we've got to learn this. And it's a hard road um, because, you know, I'm older than you are, much older than you are, and I'm still struggling with it, is accepting every thing that we are because there's so many facets to our lives and some things we may like about ourselves and some things we may not like about ourselves and the key is to appreciate everything you know warts and all um you know so yeah the business part of me was uh very rewarding when i was on wall street and and that made me feel really good because i was making it in a man's world and i was young and and i was getting applauded along with getting (laughs) a lot of uh you know, you had to really be okay; otherwise, you'd be out on your on your tush. So that made me feel really good. It was the first time in my life that I ever felt um, that I did something really well and was acknowledged and paid for it, which was, you know, which was really interesting. Um, and then when That's I healthy. left Wall Street, tr- you know, creating the real cougar woman and shining service, and I um, and I have to tell you that. That's been a struggle for me because um, it's not easy to leave uh, a job where you have a team working with you to kind of being on your own because, you know, you're kind of working in a vacuum. And and I still kind of feel that way even though I'm out and I do have, you know, a lot of, you know, help that I – but it's different because I don't know how to explain it. It's just different. The teamwork is different. The
3: teamwork is different. The role is different. The role you play in that, in that company is different. I mean, it's, it's, what you're talking about, Linda, I resonate with that because, you know, for 10 years I was a wife and then, you know, after a divorce I'm not a wife and then I'm a mother and a full-time mother and then all of a sudden, you know, the things change with the court and all of a sudden now I'm an absentee mother, you know, a couple of days a week. And, it, you know, when you talk about changing these roles and, you know, there's certain vacuums that appear, there's certain, you know, changes that happen, um, it's really interesting because the whole reality changes, you know, everything changes and yet... You know we are who we are, but then we have to change within that reality. So I gets me totally spun in a circle, you know, about who I am, you know, without some of these labels and without some of these um, props, if you will, around me. That I think that that is puzzling to me.
4: Yeah, and every and I and our, you know, change is for certain. That you know we can't stop change. It's going to be happening all the time, and change does rock our world. So I think the key is how fast can we get. Back to, you know, kind of being on orbit with it rather than falling off the grid and, um, and not knowing where we are and who we are.
3: Right, because then we get out of balance, you know, and that's the one thing that I want to talk about uh, today. We're going to bring Lisa Dietrich on, and she has run uh, tons and tons of women's groups over the past year. So I think it's great to talk about balance. And, you know, we're not really going to get into the work-life balance, like how do you juggle this, how do you juggle that. I'm talking more about, you know, with Linda and Lisa, that internal balance. You know, when we do have these changes, um, when we are, with our friends, when we are with our coworkers, when we are in our company role, you know all these things are part of us they 're part of who we are. But when we talk about balance internally and the reality of our lives um, I think it gets difficult, I really do, Um, and especially when we're trying to be the best we can be and to empower not only ourselves, but empower each other. Uh, My name is Sandra Beck, and I am the host of Powered Up with Beck and Franklin, along with Linda Franklin. We can be reached at toginet.com, and I want you to check out our website, Powered Up, Um, talkradio.com that's live so you can check that out and when we come back from the break we're going to welcome Lisa Dietrich and she's going to talk with us about balancing who we are with not only who we think we are with what others think we are and with respect to the different roles we play so we're going to tackle a lot uh, in this show I hope you'll join us after the break uh, with Linda Franklin and Sandra Beck on Powered Up with Beck and Franklin
0: We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages.
1: Have you ever wondered why America is facing such a health care crisis? Then join us for Dr. Peter Devent Live. Every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on dogynet.com. Dr. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. You'll find out about the roots of your health care challenges versus symptom management. The holistic approach How the spirit, mind, and body connection is critical in both the development of illness and the solution to illness. How emotions are directly related to physical illness and how to read your body like a book. Dr. Devent will also go through your personal questions and how you can navigate through the illness maze. Supplements, medications, therapies, treatment options, surgeries, all kinds of things related to your health. Dr. Peter Devent live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com.
2: She will show you how to take your boohoo and turn it into woohoo. Get rebellious and get real. Get your dreams off the back burner. Get inspired and motivated to take action. Start rocking that woohoo that only you do in love, life, and business. She is going to be here for you every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network
0: we're back with sandra beck and linda franklin here's more powered up with beck and franklin
3: On the wrong show. Calling me crazy. Uh, my name is Sandra Beck, and I am here with Linda Franklin, and we are talking today about balance, internal balance. And our guest today is Lisa Dietris. Lisa, where are you calling in from? Calling in from the middle of Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> the middle of Oregon. Now, did you happen to see the? Um, did you happen to see or read the Jody, um, the Jody Foster interview? I did. I read the, or I read the uh, transcript of her speech and I, I thought it was a beautiful speech. I've always been a fan of Jodie Foster. First of all, I think she looks fabulous for 50, kind of a little bit jealous of her. <laughs> um, I, I just really, I, I thought it was a really touching, you know, even though I just read the transcripts, I didn't get the heart behind it, you know, the emotion coming from her. But I just thought it was beautiful. And, I really respect her for the fact that she has been in showbiz her whole life and yet has done a very good job of keeping her life private and separate. And I think that's probably contributed to her sanity, being able to keep her sanity, In that business all of these years, Um, you know, I I don't know if we can name other names, but, you know, there's other people that you see on the tabloids all the time. and, And I have a feeling that if one week goes by that they're not in the news, that they're probably home crying, wondering if their careers are over. But Jody's just been plugging along all these years. And I'm very, I'm very proud of her. I like her a lot, too, you know, and I think it's interesting, you know, for somebody who plays roles for a living to talk about reality. Don't you, Linda?
4: Yeah, well, you know, reality is becoming um, a big word. And right now, it seems in the environment that we're living in, transparency is something that people value. You know, the, the fans want to know all about you. You know, everybody wants to know more about you. And the more transparent that you are, um, it looks like, um, the more popular you're going to be. Anytime you, you hide behind something that you're not, a la Lance Armstrong, um, you know, Mm -hmm. it's gonna, it looks like it it will turn around and sort of bite you, uh, in the behind sooner or later. So, um, people, just like that transparency, I think, especially women.
3: Well, and I think, you know, I think that's a whole, you know, kind of cultural thing for especially our country. I think we're just tired of being, you know, lied to, whether it's by our government, by our politicians, by, you know, celebrities. You know, it's almost like we need that relief of the truth or relief of the reality of, you know, what it is.
4: Now, that's true, and, and then that comes to the hardest part is being honest with yourself about who you are um, and what you're doing and if you're happy and if you're feeling fulfilled or you're just going through the motions.
3: Well, and that's a tough one, Linda. You know, you, I, I'm going through this thing right now where I have a lot on my plate. I'm very, very grateful and thankful for everything that I have, but, you know, the reality is I'm not, really super energized about anything in my life. It just all seems to be like on the same level or, or, you know, as you put it, you know, like 3D or Technicolor, mine is just kind of in, you know, varying shades of gray.
4: Well, I don't know if it's something in the air or not, but I'm feeling the same way I have been for months and I don't like it. Uh, having lived in 3D and Technicolor, uh, and now kind of in black and white, the contrast between the both of them is so great that it makes you want to run back to to you know to the better version of yourself. But you have to figure out what that is and um, moving forward. And that's that's the challenge that we're that we're going through um, as women, and all of the women listening to us today, on some level, are probably going through the same thing, although people don't talk about it uh, that much. You know. Well, I- I've-
3: Go ahead. Not people are going to go, ooh, good for you, Linda, for, you know, being in a holding pattern or, ooh, good for you, Sandra, for, you know, not feeling any joy really in life, you know. It's, it's a hard thing to say, and then people look at you as you're kind of kooky or they give you the label, you know, oh, you're depressed or you're this or that. You know, we love to label things in this society. But, you know, when we balance in our heads, uh, when we think about balance, it, you know, it's it's like, how do we know happy without sad? How do we know lightness without dark? So is this holding period necessarily a a, a bad thing? I don't, I don't like it, Linda. You don't like it, but let's get Lisa to weigh in. Lisa, have you ever been in that position? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, I think I've been in that position for about the last nine or ten months um, when my life pretty much was turned upside down when we moved from Southern California to Central Oregon. Um, You know, I had a pretty good job going and I had my life going and I had my kids and everything. And, um, you know, all of a sudden my husband gets a job up here. I have to quit my job. Um, I'm now down to one child at home and she's a teenager. So, you know, she's practically raised and all of a sudden um, not only has my life changed in terms of where I live but I'm actually realizing I'm going into a new season of life where you know kind of empty nesting and Sandra like you mentioned to me before I moved up here now I get a chance to kind of focus on who do I want to be and where do I want to go and um, so yes I'm definitely been in this gray pattern here just trying to figure out the terrain and what am I supposed to do and I don't think there's anything wrong with it I think we allow the world to judge us way too much on what we're doing and what we ought to be doing. Oh, if you're not working, you're not doing anything. Well, that's not true, especially if you're raising children or taking care of your family or, you know, taking care of your parents. There's a lot of things that we do in our lives that are kind of gray. They're not really exciting. You don't really want to talk about it, but it's things we're doing and we're accomplishing and we're doing good. And, you know, we shouldn't let other people judge what we're doing and why um, we're not, you know, in technicolor.
4: <laughs> but, yeah. but, Lisa, um, I think um, we are, ourselves, our own worst enemies, and I don't care so much about what people are thinking of me, but I certainly care what I'm thinking about me because I can get very ugly at times.
3: Well, and I don't know um... – I guess I kind of think about, um, you know, those little voices that are going, you should be doing more, you should be doing more. And it's like, well, you're right. I am my own worst enemy. And, but I think we it's kind of a, um, a composite of our environment and, you know, what we think about ourselves has a lot to do with what we think we ought to be thinking about ourselves. And, have and, you- and you talk about what others think of you, what you think others think of you, and, and then we get back to what we think of ourselves and where we ought to be. You know, we all have a lot of dreams. Go ahead.
4: No, I'm just wondering, because I spend an awful lot of time um, on social networking, Twitter and Facebook and my blog. How much do you think being on Facebook especially and reading what everybody else is doing, uh, whether it's real or not real, affects our psyche?
3: That's a good question. Um, I think it does, because we, we, you know, I I, I can only speak for myself, but I look at what other people are doing, and it it kind of all of a sudden makes me look like either I should be doing more or, boy, they're spending way too much time on Facebook. They must not have much (laughs) going on in their lives. (laughs) We all, you know, internally kind of judge each other that way. Well, and I read a study, Girls, that said the people who put – You know, the most pictures of themselves up, you know, of all doing these fantastic things are some of the actually loneliest and most insecure people because they they need to prove to the world, you know, that there's something fantastic. But I agree. I mean, sometimes when I get on and I I see people running marathons and, you know, these moms showing pictures of their beautifully decorated houses, and, you know, I'm like, what? Lance Armstrong was doping? When did that happen? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's it's hard to feel good when you're, Subjected to some of this, like personal advertising about how wonderful my kids are, how wonderful my family is, how wonderful I am. Look at me, my new, you know, profile picture. It's tough. It is. But Sandra, your kids really are that wonderful, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I'm going to post some pictures of them right now. We're going to put Linda's dog up. You're going to put your daughter and Rachel up. We're all going to be fabulous. Um, but. You know, Linda or Lisa raises or sorry, I'm gonna the L's are killing me. Um, Linda raises a good point. You know, when we talk about, you know, kind of like you know, it doesn't really matter what other people think. I struggle with that personally. I do care what other people think probably too much. Um but when we balance with who we think we are and then we get onto something like Facebook and we see all these people living these fabulous lives with these fabulous trips you know when you are struggling with trying to find the meaning of what you're doing or the you know whatever is going to give you juice in your life at that point it's it's a little bit off putting with the social media and how you feel about yourself
4: well it it is uh- you know, and I think the old, you know, the older that you get, trust me on this. Um, being happy plays a bigger part. Wanting to feel happy and fulfilled, it plays a bigger part in your life than ever before. Because I think you're looking down the road of, of of life expectancy, and you say, "My God, you know, I I can't afford a day of of really not feeling really really good, you know. And and what can I do to? Really get that uh, fire back in my belly and and so that challenge is a daunting one and and for me uh, and pro- a lot of other women, I get bored easily, so what I may be really hepped up for six or eight months, and then if things don't really start to to pop. Then I, I get bored and I say, okay, what's next? And I don't give it enough chance to to ruminate and happen because uh, I'm starting to be, be down in that valley again.
3: But well, you know, I think that's true for me, too, uh, Linda, because I get really excited about stuff, and for me, it's, you know, I'm still in the survival mode of, you know, raising two small children and making a living on my own, you know, so I'm spending a lot of time just surviving, but then um, I look at, the time that I do allocate away from my other priorities, and it's got to be really meaningful and important for me to do that. And when I'm not feeling it or, I like you, I get bored after, you know, when something doesn't produce fast enough, um, I kinda you know, I kinda I don't wanna do it. I, I go to this place where it's like, okay, well, you know, been there, done that and um when we come back from the break, uh, Linda Franklin, Lisa Dietrich and myself, Sandra Beck, are gonna talk about seeking balance within ourselves when we have challenges in our lives. And those challenges can be anything from your project not moving fast enough, your uh, kids getting into trouble, your company not producing. You know, in in Lisa's case, she, she moved to follow her husband when his job changed. All of these things are things that life throws at us. And we're going to talk about how we balance that when we come back.
0: We've got lots more Powered Up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages.
2: This is for all you girls about 42. Tossing pennies into the fountain of youth.
4: Yeah.
1: Second chances. We all deserve them. And we are all worthy of them. get ready for smart health with your host dr glenn mia friday afternoons at 2 p.m central on the Rockstar radio network smart health is a one-hour program dedicated to discussions interviews and news in the ever-changing world of medicine information leads to smart choices and smart choices lead to a healthier lifestyle that's the quote of host and broadcast journalist dr glenn mia md Fridays at 2 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network.
0: We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's some more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin.
3: This is for all you girls about 42. Hey, Mama, This is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Linda Franklin and this is Powered Up with Beck and Franklin and our guest today is Lisa Dietrich and we are talking about balance not the typical balance of how do you juggle work and family and relationships and kids and dogs and all that good stuff we're talking about that internal balance that kind of leveling agent that says you know things are okay or things are not okay and when things are not okay it kind of propels us in into action, um, you know, as people, I think we're motivated by fear and desire. And when we get into one of these zones, which uh, both Lisa, Linda, and I are all experiencing, um, where there's not really a huge forward movement in any aspect of our lives, it makes me wonder when I think of like yin and yang being on that balance board. If life is equal and we don't have any, you know, great high or great low to motivate us, um, it, would that make our lives boring?
4: Oh, boy. Um, boring? I do I don't know. I think, you know, again, there does have to be a balance, and nothing is ever going up in a straight line, and it doesn't come down in a straight line. But we do have to experience the different degrees. Uh, And I think when we're in the spot of we're really not sure of what's next or where we're going or how we're going to get to that next uh, rung up on the ladder, um, you know, that's that's not a good thing. So we, we just have to keep... Going at it, we have to keep trying everything that we can and really paying attention to how that thing that we're doing is making us feel. And sometimes women are so busy uh, doing all of their different roles that they don't really tune in to ask themselves, how is this thing making me feel? Um, And so everything kind of becomes, you know, just uh, flatlined. Well, and I
3: think, you know, Linda, it's really hard when you're you're used to going and doing and charging. And, you know, we talked um, a little bit a few weeks back on our show about, you know, kind of powering through things and how when you power through things, you know, a lot of times you end up, um, you know, places that you shouldn't be or don't want to be or the universe was telling us something, you know, with respect to feelings. There's not a lot of room these days for having feelings. You know, when people put their feelings up on Facebook, you know, a lot of times, you know, you're putting yourself up, like, you know, Lisa says, for judgment. Um, where do you put those feelings?
4: Well, I don't know. I don't think Facebook is probably the right place to do that. I think, that, you know, the, the only one that can help you um, decide what's next is you. So what, you know, what is it? Do you want to go talk to a professional? Do you want to go to a coach? Do you want to go to a, to a, a psychologist? Do you want to, you know, you want to, I don't know, but I, you have to decide and then it's going to be trial and error because everything isn't going to work, uh, what, but you, for you to decide what will. But I think staying in this, um, place of not feeling great is, is the longer you stay there, the worse it gets, and I don't think that that's a good thing
3: that is true, and i, I think um linda to to um enlarge on that, I think we need to reach out to our friends and family and people that we know and love, and it it's okay to sit down and go, you know I'm just in the gray area, I'm blah, maybe they know something about it that they can share you know well, maybe you know you said you always wanted to do this, maybe that's a good time to go try that and um I was thinking about myself where I was just kind of going, blah, you know, I've been working on this book and not really getting anywhere. And I went to a a writer's guild meeting about two weeks ago, and there was a writer there, and she was so encouraging and so uplifting. I went home, and it's like, okay, I'm writing a thousand words a day, and I'm, you know, back on my track, and I'm just, you know, I'm going to go do all these things. And after I left the meeting, I walked. Kind of icy out here. I, you know, walked into the parking lot and slipped and fell flat on my back. Oh, boy. And, oh, <laughs> ow! <laughs> But even in that, you want to talk about blogs as like owl blogs. Um, I've been able to, you know, actually sit down and write because I can't do much of anything else right now. So even that was kind of a gift in a painful way to get me uh jump started. And sometimes we just need to put ourselves out there and, um, and, you know, maybe go do something we've been wanting to do or try something we've always wanted to try and just, you know, put, force ourselves out of that gray area and, and do something that we've always wanted to do. And I think, you know, even if it's just um, going and hearing somebody talk that can encourage you and, and get your jump started again, you know, you definitely need to do that. Because you're right, Wendy, you staying in those blah areas too long will just, you know, it, it, it starts, it's kind of like the homelessness thing. Or if you're homeless too long, you become used to that and that becomes common and then you just stay there because you become comfortable. Yeah, and you just want to do that.
4: You just want to expand, you know, expand your boundaries and, and going out there and meeting new people, even though you might have to force yourself out the door. Uh, it, it happens to me because, you know, networking is a big thing here in New York City. I mean, you know, you could be out all day and all night just meeting new people and networking and talking about what they're doing and what you're doing and how you can do things together. And I never want to go to these different networking things but once, or, or meeting new people uh, that I think is not going to be productive for me. But once I go, it always ends up being much better than I anticipated. So it's a matter of just forcing yourself out the door and, and into a new situation. Very true.
3: Yeah, I hate to go out. I mean, I get in these ruts where it's like I don't want to comb my hair. You know, I love putting on my workout clothes. I'm going to work out in my garage. I'm not going to speak to another human being for, like, six days, and that's not good. It's not good for my physical health, my mental health. It's not good, and you're right. Like, once I get up, pick myself up and say, okay, come on and come and work out with me or I'll meet you over here at the park and we'll go for a run. I feel exponentially better, but there's got to be, like, what is that kick in the butt that gets us
4: moving in the right direction? I think the kick in the butt for me is how much I hate being in that place. Because, you know, I, I mean, and it's not a place of being sad, and it's not like in a place that you don't get all of your work done, and it's not in a place of, of you know, it's just in a place of, okay, I'm going through the motions, but I'm really not excited about it. And that's what it is for me. So, you know, it's, again, it's not, it's not that I'm depressed or sad. I'm just, uh, been there, done that. It feels very familiar. What's next? Uh, you know, or and nothing excites you. You know, nothing excites me. If I'm going out to dinner, if I'm going to a show, if I'm going to a party, oh, okay. But I don't like that. That sucks. And so for me it you know I want I'm at the stage now I'm going to do anything and everything I can to get back to whoopee I can't wait to do this next thing and whatever that takes I am I'm, I'm going to do it because I don't like I don't like the wallow Right no, and the wallow
3: like, is not healthy
4: the <laughs> know, Wallow's
3: not healthy. And I don't like that person in myself when I'm that way because, you know, when I look at how many things I'm grateful for in my life, you know, I'm grateful. I'm, like today, I'm so excited to be on the show with, you know, two women that I really respect, I really care about. You know, I'm, having, I'm really having a good time, i got to tell you. As much as I had the blahs this afternoon, you know, seeing you guys in the chat and seeing you guys um, on the air and listening to talk, you know, it's too bad it's not video radio because i've got a grin a mile wide and i i'm struck again about the importance of friendship you know one of you guys mentioned that like you know you can't do it alone you can't be alone um i think one of the things about the joy in life and maybe it's because i'm you know 40 and single is that i really have learned that there's so much value more than anything i've ever created in my friendship okay that's true. Yeah. It <laughs> is um, well, um, true. You know, um, well, but, you know, it's like the one thing when I think about today, I had a lot of work to do. I had a pipe break on my house last night. I was up at 2 o'clock in the morning trying to shut the water off in 19-degree weather with, you know, a 60-mile-an-hour wind. And, oh. um, you know, and it was just a really, like, you know, Lisa, it's like you falling flat on your back, you know, in the parking lot. It was a really rough start to my day. And, you know, I was really down, and now I'm really up because I I feel your energy. I feel those, you know, that kindred spirit. I think that's something, you know, that I discovered here on the radio, how that is so important in in moving and propelling ourselves forward, like that gift that that lady in the Writers Guild gave you. Yes, but I had to get myself up and go. It was a Saturday morning of all things. I had to get up and make myself go. And, um, and that's, I think, you know, Linda, you kind of hit it on the head, whatever you have to do to kick yourself in the tushy and get moving. Sometimes you just have to force yourself to do it. And we're always glad we did. And you can even tell yourself that I know I'll be glad I did. But we have
4: yeah. to do it. I know, and, and then you know, and then when you're out and and you feel you know you feel that uh, that feeling of being out and being um, excited about something, it feels really good. And the more of those times that we can accumulate, especially when we're feeling this way, the, the quicker it's going to motivate us to to get out. Now, I am a believer of the law of attraction, and so this is doubly hard for me because when I'm when I I call it the place that we're in low vibration. Excitement okay. and, and enthusiasm and love and all of these great things, sex, are, are high, very high vibration. But where we are now in just the ho-hum is very low vibration, and I, I don't want to be there because I feel I attract more of the same. Because, you know, and, and whether it's falling on your butt or pipes breaking, I mean, it just seems to follow the track of where you are in your own being. And, um, you know, I don't, wa- don't want to be there because it's, it's, like, it's like a waste of, of, of a day of a life. Um, I want to be in that high vibration so that I'm going to attract other high vibration things that make me happy into my life.
3: Right, and as we're fighting our way back to recovering from the low vibration, um, you know, we we can look ahead and, and see that coming. I hate to interrupt the vibes going on back and forth here because I think they're so cool, but I have to take us to commercial break. Uh, My name is Sandra Beck and I am the host of Powered Up with Beck and Franklin along with my lovely uh, co-host, Belinda Franklin. Our guest today is Lisa Dietrich and we are talking about balance, internal balance and how that affects us as women, successful, powerful, wonderful women. And when we come back to the from the break, we're going to talk about Jody Foster, who said it feels so great to live with freedom of having spoken We're going more to talk about freedom when we come Sandra back.
0: Beck and Linda Franklin, after these messages.
1: Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Pidron. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on toginet.com. Life after an autism spectrum diagnosis doesn't have to be difficult. It can be joyful, happy, and filled with hope. Join Shannon Penrod, author, speaker, coach, and mom of a six-year-old recovering from autism for this inspirational hour of hope. She's even authored a series of children's autism books with her son, Jim. For more information about the books, Shannon, and Everyday Autism Miracles, go to her website, shannonpenrod.com. From there, you can also get to her other websites, blogs, and connections. On Everyday Autism Miracles, you'll hear stories from parents whose children have made miraculous strides. You'll also get the inside dish on therapies, treatments, supplements, and how to get funding to help you afford them. Miracles abound in the autism community. So tune in for Everyday Autism Miracles to listen, share, laugh, and surround yourself with hope. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Penrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. I am not the woman I used to be. I'm free. With Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet. This is your chance, ladies, to hear stories of hope and healing from someone who's been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of this trauma, she has gone on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free is a straight-up show to enlighten you and to lighten your load. Do not let the weight of this world or the things that have happened to you control your life. For more on the show and Diane and her book, The Story of Me, email her directly from her show page here on Toginet. Then join us for I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free. With Minister Diane Jones, Monday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com.
0: We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. I feel like I'm in the
3: presence of greatness here today with Linda Franklin and Lisa Beatrice. I just think there's something magical that happens when two really powerful women uh come together uh on a show. I just I just get such a kick out of it. And today we're talking about balance, internal balance, and uh you guys Jodie Foster said in her um acceptance speech how good it feels to live with the freedom of having now, both of you girls I've known for a while, and you guys are great about speaking your mind. That's what I love about you because we, um, we know where you stand. We learn new things. How has that changed for you? When you think about yourself in your 20s now to where you are um, in your life journey, how has that changed? Or has it stayed the same? I'm going to go to Linda
4: first. What are we talking? Are you talking about focus?
3: No, I'm talking about um, the freedom of having spoken. Like Jodie Foster was talking oh, about okay. it felt to be uh, able to be real and honest. And so I'm curious, from you know your different generations that you've experienced, what has that changed or has it stayed the same?
4: It's. I think for me, um, it has. It's. it's I've always spoken up for myself, and as I got older, um, I spoke out more, and it became easier. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm incredibly honest, and um, I'm not a good liar, and I, I just speak the truth, and if I don't like something, um, people know about it very quickly, and not only in my, <laughs> my voice. You can tell it in my voice. You can tell it in my body language. I'm not a, I'm not a good actress. So if I'm not having a good time or I don't like you, it sort of comes out. I don't mean it to, but it does. I remember once we were at a a beach club. Oh, my God, I think I was in my early 30s, and there was these two little boys running around, and they were just doing crazy, stupid things to everybody. And and I just gave – my husband calls it the look. I gave them the look, and they ran away. (laughs) I didn't have to say a word. So you know that is it's good and it's bad. I mean, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, it makes me feel good, but it it does alienate people uh, too, because they're not used to that in a woman. Men like it a lot more than the women like it. And I've had to learn to because now that I'm working with only women uh, predominantly, um, I've had to temper that a little bit because they're they're th- they're. Um, Their hides aren't as thick as men's, and men may appreciate. appreciate it more, women don't. It has been my experience.
3: Well, I think that there's a lot of truth to that. I think there's a lot of truth to that. Because the one thing I love about you, Linda, is that you don't pull any punches. I know exactly where, you know, you stand, but I'm that kind of person, too. So I think that's one of the reasons we resonate well together. I know I've gotten much more outspoken than I was in my 20s. In my 20s, people called me plastic poly. I just stood there and smiled and agreed with everything. (laughs) But, Lisa, what about you? How's your journey been with speaking out? Well, I think I'm more like you, Sandra. When I was younger, I, I didn't. As a matter of fact, I was very introverted. And, you know, when I was in school, if somebody called on me, my face would turn all red, you know, and I may not even be able to speak. So I've definitely come a long way in terms of speaking out. And I think what I've had to learn is the balance between speaking my mind um, and realizing that maybe there are situations where, it's better to be a little more diplomatic. Uh, maybe I can speak the truth in love and kind of sidestep some of the things that might alienate people that I really don't want to alienate. Um, or um, so, But there was a time when I just, you know, blurted out, and I got in a lot of trouble for that because it wasn't always very nice. <laughs> so, And I think, Linda, being in New York, it's a different culture there where you can do that, and it's okay. It's a little bit different out here on the West Coast. But, but ladies, isn't
4: it – Ladies, isn't it funny how a man can always speak out and doesn't have to, to, to watch his words or think what he's saying, and for a woman, it's not that way even now?
3: Um, well, I think it, maybe it depends on what situation you're in. I, I've known a lot of some instances where, um, you know, the men around me spoke their mind and everybody kind of turned and looked at them like, what are you saying? and uh so um it, it, i I think there's always been a double standard that it seems like that men can do things that women can't do mm-hmm. and um I, I i like seeing that kind of that paradigm kind of breaking down because um you know why can't we speak our minds? what's wrong with us expressing ourselves and you know being able to feel everything so um it, it is a good thing, and, and in
4: business. As, you know, and in business too, how women have always shied back, you know, have, have not spoken um, as, as outwardly as maybe they are now. Even when it comes to asking for raises, they've been more timid. Um, and, and it, you know, I don't think that that was a good thing. But from the, from the younger women that I'm seeing today, I still think that is going on. That they're not being, uh, the, the powerful women that they, they can be.
3: And I think that's a matter of just maturing and you know I think you know we were talking about when we were 20 as opposed to now they'll they'll figure that one out too and they'll probably figure it out quicker than we did. Some <laughs> <laughs> I am being I'm being optimistic here. I hope they do. <laughs> yeah,
4: I I hope that I hope that they do too. Uh and and because you know the, some of the young um it's uh it's they're not you know, they're setting us back a little bit. Um, they're more interested, again, in, in pleasing men than speaking about what's pleasing them.
3: Well, and maybe having them in pleased is pleasing to them. I don't know. Yeah.
4: <laughs> you know, again, it's it's just, you know, who are you? What makes you happy? If, if mm-hmm. that's okay for you, then, you know, more power to you. I, I don't care what anybody does as long as it's working for them. It's when you're doing it and it's not working for you, that's when you've got a problem.
3: Exactly. And I think there's way too many out there, too too many women out there who are just trying to they're actually ignoring the realities of their life because it's more comfortable to stay there. Even if they're not happy, they're not fulfilled, they're not satisfied and they're not even maybe they're not even living the life that they really
4: should be living. And that goes financially, too, and uh, Sandra will have to do a show on that because there's so many women out there that are, you know, in their 50s and 60s and no way in hell prepared for uh, retirement whenever that will come because they're just not thinking about, you know, what's going to happen in 10 years when maybe I'm not working or will I have to work until I'm 80 now because I can't pay my bills.
3: Yeah, but I think all of that, you guys, Take some reflection. Like I can tell you, you know, like for the last five years, you know, between the death of my mom, the divorce, the foreclosure, you know, all the things I've been through, there really wasn't a whole lot of time, or maybe it just was the energy to actually sit down and examine some of these things. Like if you had asked me, Lisa, last year, like, "Am I happy?" I would have laughed because that was so. That question is so far from my consciousness. Or Linda, if you had said, "Well, you know, San, are you thinking about?" you know, how you're spending and what you're doing, you know, for your financial future. You know, I was in such a state of overwhelm, and I think sometimes we get that way as women because we don't say no, we don't uh, make opportunities for fun or relaxation, or we feel we can't, and we just get ourselves all jammed up in a bind. I mean, have you guys ever been in that place? Absolutely. Of course. Okay, I I
4: of course. <laughs> you know, and everybody's life is different, but we all seem to go through the same, uh, hill, you know, hills and valleys as, as each other. Uh, I think that the thing that I, I need to do, and, and I don't know, maybe you two ladies need to do it too, is create more fun in our lives. Whatever that fun might be, what form it will take. But, you know, I, I, right now I don't think there's enough fun happening.
3: I no, agree. I mean, yeah, I've been having that, you know. <laughs> Not at all. You know, and it's funny because in my 20s, I used to every three months plan a trip. And, you know, and it could be a day trip or a weekend trip or something. You know, and I didn't have to go very far, but I always planned something, um, you know, that would make me happy. And then I had these goals, like, you know, I and this they sound so shallow, but I'm going to share them. You know, I wanted a fur coat. I wanted Ugg boots. You know, I wanted a Gucci watch. You know, were <laughs> just things I wanted in my life. So I was willing to work really hard to get them. Well, I have those things now. And... You know, you know, we kind of cycle back to you know when we talk about the earlier part of the show and and you know that kind of malaise that that I think the whole country is going through. Um, do we just plan something? Like just say, okay, you know what? I'm going to decide today things are going to be different. Is that what we do? I mean, how, how do we put more fun back in our lives?
4: I think so. Oh. I, and I think that's what we have to do—is do something that's, a, <clears throat> you know, it could be easy as going to a, you know, to a day spa, or it could be easy as—I uh, don't know—doing something, going to an art gallery, whatever turns you on. What, what is that fun thing? And it might be only a day thing, but maybe if it feels that good, maybe at some point you'll make it a weekend thing. I think sometimes we have to get out of our own way in a different environment to maybe appreciate more what we have.
3: Absolutely. And to hinge off of that, um, what I try to do every year or every couple of years is get away by myself, whether it's for a day or a weekend, and just take a personal assessment. You know, where was I five years ago? Am I where I wanted to be five years ago? And then I start looking ahead. You know, how did I get here? Where do I want to be? And, and I kind of, um, you know, write things down and you look at the balance in my life and I, um, you know, actually write down goals and, and how I want my life balanced and where I want it to be. And then I have that roadmap to go on for the next year until I can get off again and, um, you know, alone and, and just take an assessment of myself. And um, definitely we need to put fun back in our lives and we need to look at little things, take a hike, you know, go hiking, go walking, go running, go, you know, uh, see something that you haven't seen before in the area. That's kind of been the fun thing about being in Oregon. We get to go, you know, do a lot of sightseeing, and there's all kinds of beautiful things here to, to investigate very close by and very inexpensively, and we don't have to look far.
4: Well, I think that the, maybe the lesson from today's show and, and, and what we're going to is pay attention. We have to pay attention to what we're thinking, how we're feeling, um, and pay attention to, okay, it's, it's up to us to make that plan to, to get that fun back in our lives. Yeah, I think that's
3: it. This has been a great show. I want to thank you both. Uh, Linda, you're a fantastic co-host. Lisa, you're a wonderful guest. I feel like I'm a better person just having been on the air with you. I hope that you guys listening today enjoyed the show as much as I did. Uh, next week, we'll be back with more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Uh, for uh, Lisa Dietrich, Linda Franklin, and myself, Sandra Beck, I want to thank you for listening to us today. And I hope that you guys find your fun this week and we're going to check back in next week and see what we have done to have some fun.